ass in the hair round. Birds of a feather flock together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still kicking facts up under pressure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still gotta keep the world together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Boom, boom, do it like, like us. Birds of a feather flock together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still kicking facts up under pressure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still... Hello, 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 and thank you for joining us on Heron's Home Podcast. I'm your host, Karee Robertson, alongside my sound and extraordinary Rico G. What's going on, everybody? How y'all doing? And welcome to the studio for episode 172. Welcome back, everyone. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, uh, yeah, it's been a rather uneventful weekend. It was in, uh, chilling in the crib. You been getting into anything interesting as of late? Uh, no, I didn't really catch anything new this weekend. It wasn't really too much that showed up. <clears throat> okay, okay. Uh, did you manage to see the leaked Spider-Man trailer before it was taken down? No, but no, I heard about what was in it. All right. So I mean, you... it was just—I mean, it ain't nothing new. It was just confirming what what uh, uh, we had already heard. I mean, there were Wait. a couple of new tidbits. Okay. Yeah, I was like, I, I'm pretty sure that from what I from what I understood, there was there was a some nice juicy uh, bits that were were revealed in the trailer. But um, yeah, I did not get to catch it before it was taken down. Marvel is not joking with that shit, yo. They snatched that shit quick, fast. I mean, yeah. They why why would you let somebody else get the, the get the props for your shit before how, you're how, ready to put it out? Well, I, I'm not exactly sure how much longer they have before their their rollout. Because when is Spider Man due to, to launch? Uh, November, from right? the video that I saw breaking down the leak, he said that it should be coming out this week. Oh, okay, so yeah, you know, if it was like months out and they were like really blowing it out of the water i'd have been like yeah you gotta snatch that quick but no i mean that that's just supposed to come out of christmas it's already about to be yeah. september like okay it's okay. about time to start that that, that promotion is december? cycle yeah okay yeah because eternals is november i don't know <laughs> yeah eternals because eternals is next and shang chi is next month yeah. right september damn for real yeah luck, i'm really I'm disappointed you, that, that that shang chi is like it's exactly what I would expect from the CCP, but at the same time, it's like, damn, man, they really do fuck with the American market. But you know, I guess it's um, that's like just desserts because America has been like trifling in every other economy around the world for like decades, and now China's like, yeah, 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 about that. <laughs> While you guys were just running around roughshod with your military, we were actually using soft power to like take over your businesses. But yeah. But um we have Shang-Chi Shang-Chi September 3rd, Eternals Damn, November 5th. It's so close and there's no fanfare. <laughs> Eternals November 5th and Spider-Man December 17th. Okay. I that's a I don't know man, that feels like a strong showing to wrap up the year for me for um, Marvel. I mean, that's that's pretty good. Depend, you that's know. pretty good. Spider-Man, I, mean, I don't Spider-Man, have, you can't I have no qualms. Like, I have no miss regardless, yeah, you know I, what I mean? I have no no uh, I don't think. reservations. Like I don't I have very like it would be a Damn. crazy thing if it if it didn't hit. <laughs> um, Shang Chi, I'm a, I'm already pro Shang Chi just because um, it's Eternals. Eternals is going to be the one that can make make or break it. But it would have to be really bad to 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 flop the end of year for Marvel with two strong showings in the other movies. I mean, I don't know, man. It really depends on what they define as flops. You feel me? Because right now there aren't too many True. movies. I shouldn't say flop. That, that is, is a hyperbolic term, and it's very subjective. If it doesn't perform, yeah, well there aren't a lot subjective. of movies right now due to COVID. There aren't a lot of movies mm-hmm. that's breaking like fifty million in their opening weekend. You know, what Ooh, I mean, movies really? that would have easily broken like a hundred plus. 
Simply Dang. because people just aren't going out to to the theaters like that. Yeah. And in addition to that, I mean, we already know. I, I oh shit, yeah, we don't know. I mean, I think because there's a joint deal with Marvel and Sony, I don't think Spider Man will be available on Disney Plus on release. But that's also something else to take into account. Okay. If there is yeah. dual release, like theater as well as like streaming service, that is absolutely going to cut the profits in like half. So that's rough. You know, man. it's yeah. I think Black Widow see, didn't make again, that much. I don't support see. the capitalist notion of projecting your profits. Like, no, nigga, that's your projection. That's your guess. I don't ever. I don't get to go to the IRS and say, "Well, I guessed I was going to make a million dollars, and I only made thirty thousand, so." We're gonna have to compensate for that for that uh, gap in wage loss. Like I don't get to do that. Like you know what I mean. So why does Hollywood or any other entity get to go? Like yo, we projected we were gonna make this, but because of X, Y, and Z, it didn't happen. It's like well, that was just a projection in the first place. It's mm-hmm. not like you know what I mean. Like they they actually impeded, actively you know stopped the process of you putting things out. So I don't know. Yeah, yeah, but you're in a capitalist society, though, yeah. so people are gonna do and say what they need to to save a little Absolutely. bit. Absolutely, the extra precedent scratch. has been set. The precedent has been set that your the projections of your um earnings are absolutely like considered concrete. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like if I was supposed to make it, I'm oh, gonna actually, make no, it. No, I take that back. Black Widow did um two twenty six point two million globally. Globally, okay. And 80 million domestic. So, okay, yeah, they were I'm about sorry. the number that I was saying. So they did 80 million domestic. Yeah, and so I'm, I'm going to have a hard time. Like 67 million Disney Plus. Okay, I see you. That's what I'm saying. Like they, I see you. Like, they're still doing numbers. Yes, they're not doing astronomical Pre-COVID numbers. Yeah, no. Numbers, but it's like, not it's okay. That is okay, too, you know? Like... Pretty I mean, much. COVID that depends on how much the movie reset. costs to make. You feel me? If you if you made no, movie yeah, with pre COVID budget, I mean, all the movies we're talking about recouped. No, uh, or, or the ones that we are talking about that have released already. I, I have think recouped. Black Widow has recouped, but not all of them. There have been movies that are getting fucking deep. Um, because Black Widow like... recouped, Tenant recouped. No, uh, I don't. I'd have to look that up. And who know, was it? Uh, and Emma Stone wanted to join the 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 suit for what? Corella Deville, I believe that was the movie that Ooh, she had. I don't had. think that recouped. <laughs> <laughs> I will be honest, I don't think that that recouped. <laughs> but the thing is, is like Cruella is not like a Disney favorite. You know what I mean? Like Maleficent is a Disney. And also, favorite. from what I heard, the story wasn't that strong either. Yeah, you know it's what I mean? not. It like, wasn't like gangbusters or nothing. So I don't know if I support the artist in this one. I honestly, and see, this is just me being fair because you know me. Usually, I'm just wholesale gonna gonna side against the the corporation because the corporations always make an exorbitant amount of money but in this situation i'm like the 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 artists didn't make zero you know what i mean and they still made a significant portion of money and yeah there's also no way to tell whether people didn't watch cruella because it was you know a c-tier story or if it was because of covid who knows they could have. I, mean, I don't think it was, it's was about no any of that. I think it's about them changing the terms of how they're supposed to get paid and not updating them on it, uh, yeah. and then making off with the extra cash and well, not being luck. willing to split the difference. I mean, good luck with them because you're right. They they do need to um, go through the legal system to set that precedent. Yeah. But I, I don't they're know. Like, if they're yo, we be able had pre COVID. Mm-hmm. We had a pre COVID agreement. Post COVID, you adjusted. And recouped on your end, and you just haven't said shit to me about it. You know what I mean? Like, that's not, 
But if wait, you're going to change the but, terms of it, you should at least. Wait, what? So, in their contract, does it say that there I is no? I haven't seen other, their contract. Yeah, okay, that's what I'm saying. I got to see their contract too because <laughs> I, I have a. I, it would be really interesting if they actually put an explicit. You cannot release it on HBO Max because unless they did that, I don't. They're gonna have a hard time validating why uh, Marvel doesn't have the right to to co-release on HBO Max in the current climate. I mean, I don't think they would disagree with the fact of whether or not they got a right to release it. Mm-hmm. The, the discrepancy is, do you have to pay me after you then change mm. the release terms and then make money off of that in order so to th- save yourself because you didn't want to take a loss from the is? theaters? Is that what their suit is? That they got zero payment from the online yes like they they They, changed the term of the agreement usually actors make their money off box office sales so the studios realize they're not going to make anywhere near as much box office sales as they used to Mm -hmm. so they're like all right now we'll just release it immediately online Mm -hmm. whereas before there would be at least a 45 day wait period before it went to any other um any other market so that it Mm -hmm. didn't complete compete with the theaters but the artist still gets royalties off the online so they made money off of that online release, but they don't get any of the, the same they don't get any of the sales from the actual purchasing of the the, the absolutely. The thing. And I don't think that they're entitled to, but they do get their normal royalty for the streams. I mean, of online streams because that's, that's what's that's, in their contract. Normal, and you know I mean? really and honestly, you know, what I'm saying I'm not a lawyer, so that's not really yeah. You know, that, ain't, that ain't really my bag. But I think you know that this day and age, that like every artist who or every actor who's going to be in a big movie. Has to at least have some kind of streaming royalty in their in their contract, right? I, I think again, no. again, you're not accounting for the 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 sudden change of the market during oh, COVID. But I'm saying even pre-COVID, there was movies were streaming. Yes, but they weren't releasing movies simultaneously mm-hmm. online. Granted, 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 but they they still got paid. Yeah, but for the stream, I, I understand what you're saying. Okay, okay, okay. that's all. No, no, that's all I was getting. That's the only point I was trying to make. Um, so if they're getting paid, so they just they're just saying that they're not getting paid as much as they as they should be off of the streams now. Yeah, they're okay. they're basically saying that uh, you guys are using you guys changed the 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 deal so mm-hmm. that you guys are safe from the difference that is now there from how the 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 mm-hmm. how we used to get paid to how we get paid now. Yeah. So why have you then cut money out of that portion or, and are unwilling to then negotiate anything at all about it? They're just basically strong arming them, be like, ah, look, we changed the deal. This is just how it is. So they're no, you know, well, they're resting um, their argument on the on the the idea that releasing on the streaming platforms is affecting their first day sales. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I, I hope that's it's going to be interesting to see what they use to um to to set that uh, precedent. You know what I mean? Because. I mean, Black Widow might have a uh, a leg to stand on. I don't know if like maybe Emma Stone is gonna, you know what I mean? Like, or, or and I know Christopher Nolan isn't because his was released like really amidst the close. You know, there was no open theaters really when. Tenet yeah, but I don't, I don't think he was tripping. So, though. Yeah. I don't think he sued anyone. I think people sued him because he wanted to release it online as well. <laughs> so yeah, it'll be interesting um, to to see if Scarlett Johansson. Um, can can set that legal precedent because that'll, man, yeah that that'll give the um the the actors a lot of leverage in those in those contract deals. But I think, <clears throat> I think that that's um I think that's really an, only an issue that's going to affect actors like that were caught in the transition. Mm-hmm. Like I I think already, oh, but like 
one of the examples I brought up is how Kevin Feige announced that Marvel is no longer doing multi-movie deals with their actors. You know what I'm saying? That is a COVID thing. You know what I'm saying? Before they could oh, be really? like, hey, you know, let's lock you down for four or five years for this character. We're going to give you a, a big amount of money for this character. Mm-hmm. Well, now they're not guaranteed to make that much money on movies anymore because the theater mm-hmm. industry is not as stable as it was. Same, so now they yeah. can commit to those things anymore. So, of course, you know, they're they're saying... They're, they're going to give you a company line as to why they're doing that. I think their official reason was like, um, uh, they were just moving in in the direction and they don't want to tie down actors for roles or something to that effect. Yeah. And honestly, th- I genuinely can kind of understand that because it's got to be really difficult to get these AAA actors to over long periods of time. Like, you know, I don't know if you're going to get another Chadwick Boseman to, to dedicate as much time and effort you know in the midst of everything else that he was doing you know what i mean because we're yeah. looking at all of this stuff that marvel's putting out with chadwick boseman in it now yeah we're about he's to supposed talk to be about in what four if. episodes of what if so that's dope and so that was on top of ma rainey and that was on top of all of the other things that he was doing you know yeah, what i mean like I don't know how many actors, how many times you're going to hit with that. I don't know how many Robert Downey Jr. are going to get. I don't know how many. No, they'll be fine, you know? man. Because that, that is, that's always been, scheduling is always No, no, no. I'm not saying they're not going to be fine. Issue, I'm saying that I mean? they're smart for doing this because that mode of, of doing it, uh, business, I don't think is going to last for very long. Yeah. Because the actors yeah, themselves so aren't really particularly amenable to it. Because a lot of those actors are... They're like, I don't want to do that anymore. And so the likelihood of new actors wanting to do that is probably not as high. No, the thing is, the reason why they don't want to do it anymore is because they've Mm. been doing it for 10 years. You feel me? And Marvel very much makes it worth it. You know what I'm saying? Marvel, you get a lot for what you trade off for a lot of that freedom. And I guess it hasn't been worth it for them. That's why they don't want to do it anymore. No, I think it's just a matter of you grow out of it. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. But that doesn't mean that that it wasn't worth it because you grow out of something. No, I'm saying it's not anymore. That's, oh, okay. Anymore. You, you never said the word anymore. That makes well, a big difference. Well, that's what I was getting at. If I'm agreeing makes with the point difference. and I'm saying now, that's All right, I got transitioning. You. I got you. So yeah, like it it's probably in their in their best interest in the long run to no longer like have these long multi uh year or multi decade cuz like how long was Robert Downey Jr's contracts for? Cuz that uh, was over 10 years, no? Uh I think it was for 3 movies and then 7 and then like 10 or something. So it upgraded like every couple of years. Yeah, so that should it, 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 that's got to be hard to do. I mean, it's it is, be. but you know, that's I don't, like like I said, dude, that's very typical of the film industry. The film industry is all about time management and like having to do that. It's not just film that says that like um uh what's his name christopher judge who did the voice of of uh uh, kratos is one of the one of the things when he said when he was doing that job is the job of kratos was like a love letter to his kids because Mm -hmm. when he was doing a previous tv show he sacrificed so much of his time away from his kids so you know it's just it's just a part of the industry itself the 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 nature that's why i'm totally agreeing and so and because there's stories about uh the actress who played uh um sylvie talking about how difficult it was for her to be away from, you know, her son when she had to breastfeed and so forth um, during the shooting of Loki. So, yeah, you know, it's they're starting to care more about the lives of the people involved in the production. So, yeah, it, it's the, those kind of long spanning contracts don't fit into many lives. Some people's maybe, but not a lot. And so it's probably better off just not to encourage people to take it because 
it's probably it's probably not in, in man. The a lot of people of wasn't getting them contracts anyway. Feel me? Mm-hmm. If if you weren't a flagship hero, goddamn it, you ain't getting no yeah, super those, big contract. No, 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 no. Yeah, the you're fuck? definitely on a movie by movie. <laughs> so, didn't Scarlett Johansson start out on a movie by movie? Yep. Yeah. They all did. They all did. Actually, no, no, no. They all signed um, multi-movie deals, usually around mm. three to three to four initially until phase two kicked off. Then they started getting for a longer one. I think Sam Jackson being the exception Jackson, yeah. signed for either seven or nine movies. In okay. his, remember when they first announced that he was um, cast as... Yeah, yeah I think they did announce him as Nick Sam Fury. Jackson there was there, cameo, there was, there, cameo Central. <laughs> There was no mystery as who Sam Jackson was going to play if he was casted in the MCU. Dude, because and he's known for like, yo, if I'm going to play in your franchise, I'm being the H&IC. Because he's like, yo, Gotta if be. I'm going to be in Star Wars, I'm going to be Mace Gotta Windu. Be. And I'm going to have a gold lightsaber with a purple blade. Oh my God, to be fresh so. to death, man. And that shit was baller. That, shit was just, that is the most pimp lightsaber. Like, if you were actually, yo, choose, choose your favorite lightsaber, purple, nigga. What Absolutely. The fuck is your, what Without a doubt. It's either the purple one or the orange one. Yep, yeah, orange is dope. Plocoon. Plocoon's fucking yeah. lightsaber was dope. Yeah, Plocoon's the man. He's pretty dope. It was funny because Corey was a big fan of Plocoon back in the day. But uh, yeah, uh, moving on from that, yeah, uh, I finally caught up with What If. You know what? I went back and Car- me and Carolina watched um episode one, which she enjoyed. And I got to stop watching shit with my phone because, boy, did I miss a significant <laughs> portion because the, the, the depiction of Steve and, and Peggy's relationship, boy, man. I was, was like, nice. I was like, wow, okay, they were okay. Adorbs. Like, I loved how she was able to be hard and and militant, and at the same time, not have to sacrifice like the emotion. Like, yeah, her grace and vulnerability yeah, still you know remained I mean? intact. Like, she was always uh, caring. She always like had a um, a spot in her heart for Steve. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, for it, sure. Episode one actually hit a lot harder when you pay attention to it, and so yeah, it, it kind I kind of feel like if you want to just turn off and watch a cartoon, it might not hit as hard as 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 it is as it would if you kind of like watched it a little bit actively. Because when I did so, boy, that shit, and I think Car- and even Carolina really enjoyed that as well because like the main hero character was also the one who was representing that that kind of uh, love interest, and so yeah, it was. Super dynamic. Like I, I enjoyed it a lot. But yeah. yes, episode two is what we came here to talk about. Hell yeah. Episode two, where yeah. the what if is T'Challa. <laughs> what if T'Challa was taken instead of Peter Quill? And that was awesome. That was amazing. Boy, was that good. Like the opening scene where where uh, it, it kind of mimics in Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. when he's stealing With the orb. Korath. Yeah, fanboy Korath is, is dope. And then he joins the squad, and I was like, Hell all right. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I mean, he's got to. He's too well good done. for them. You know what I mean? He was way too I good for no Ronan and his man. Every, every step of that felt original, well thought out, um, and like, well acted, yeah. yeah the yeah. episode two hit on all cylinders. Hell for me. Yeah. Like, yeah, these this what if series is really gonna do it for me. Kevin I, Feige I said that um after he heard Chadwick's performance in this, he asked Ryan Coogler like, "Yo, how can we get this character? I mean, we don't need to blend worlds or something, but how can we get this voice into Chadwick's performance more? It's because he's so, so much more chill than um." Like, the Tyler from our main universe is, like, very regal and stoic mm-hmm. and sort of, like, mm-hmm. 
um, very measured in his speech, but this one is so much more casual and relaxed and the laid back. The comedy in his voice was yeah. amazing, even in that opening exchange. Yeah. He's like, "Lord, it's not He's a like, formal Yo. title. <laughs> I don't even really much like it." He's I was like, like oh, "Yeah, this thing is crazy." Do I gotta use the gun? Do I gotta use? Like, oh, please use the gun. Yes, just use the gun. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, try harder. I'm yeah, not even moving me? as fast as I can. <laughs> Plastic star. But see, you know, and one of the things going back to his voice that um, Chadwick Boseman really nailed was kind of like how in a, a lot of uh in a lot of African uh theater there's a, a form of calm passion that is portrayed through good acting that he really captured in the delivery of T'Challa's voice and T'Challa's voice might be monotone to some but if if you understand the inflections and his use of 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 grammar He's he's actually being very threatening at times, and he manages to in this version of T'Challa convert that over to comedy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah Chadwick Boseman really did a great job with that voice and that that it. whole uh, dialect and and everything that he developed for that character. Yeah, and 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 so yeah, the story of this what if was really well done. Um, yeah. Yondu and T'Challa, classic. Yeah, they were pretty pretty good <laughs> together. It, uh, Core guy kept saying, uh, classic to Charlie. <laughs> you feel me? Or classic Star classic Lord. Star Lord. <laughs> I loved um I loved their uh take on Thanos in this one because they addressed the two biggest like no, issues. Dude, yes, in the there's Marvel take on issues. Thanos. Dude, um so the good. two biggest issues the fans had with him was like, yo, all that power in your your fucking main idea is genocide, number one. And number two is like a lot of criticism of comic books is like they always go with the might makes mm-hmm. right strategy. You know what I'm saying? Who he who punched the hardest was oh, wins and man. he's right at the end of the day. Sometimes the hero's but strongest weapon is, is a, a good, good argument. argument. You know what I'm saying? I, like, I love yo, that they split that on its head and Tatala was able to talk down the greatest threat in the universe just by having a conversation with Maji. That's one thing that I realized why Tatala hit so hard with me as a character or this version of Tatala is because he absolutely portrayed the idea of the philosopher king Mm -hmm. the benevolent philosopher king could do some good in this world and yes it is unrealistic absolutely you know what i mean it's not realistic to expect that in in our real real politic but at least in in a fictional world like this with a character like t'challa you could portray that, and I'm really grateful that yeah, they took the time. You're to always talking to about they never make any stories where they fix the world. Well, there you go, like that's my man. Bro, he not only fixed the world, he tried to fix the the, yeah. the galaxy. You know you what I mean? Me? Like I'm totally with that. Yeah, man, this episode I fucked with it super heavy, man. And fucking um, Karen Gillan Gillan came back as um a Nebula. Oh, she oh was my goodness, this rendition of Nebula, yo, Nebula is like awesome. This. Is this sexy foil now because yeah. she didn't have to fight? Uh, she didn't have to fight for acceptance her whole life. Like, ugh. But yeah, I, I, sick, I yeah. did love the running joke that he kept saying, "But it's efficient." <laughs> <laughs> pretty it's sure like, it's I just get genocide. It. Like bro. It, it's genocide. It's just genocide. And Stop is, trying to make it pretty. You know. What and, I mean? and, and and he stopped arguing that point, but he just kept saying it's efficient. He's like, "It is genocide." Call I get me it. Captain Genocide. What y'all more are time. doing? All this work. Look at all the work you're doing. <laughs> And look at all the work that I wouldn't have had to do. Uh, <laughs> and I'm just shit. like the snap of figure. You that, see it? It's done. And and that I respect. That is a that it, to me is a is at least a genuine argument. You know what I mean? Like don't justify your shit. Just say, hey, I don't want to do all of this shit you're doing. You're fucking going to I mean, find you're right. You know what I mean? Look at the difference between what dark. You're gonna find side magical seeds in, um, to terraform worlds yeah. to save people. 
Look, look what Darkseid does in Justice League and look what Thanos did. You feel me? Yeah, man. This nigga Darkseid is like, yeah, I want to go to all the planets, search them individually for nah, the anti life equation. Yeah, and then what, I want to find that and integrate my army over there. Me. Terraform your planet. And it's like, nah, Thanos is like, what if I collect six stones and then snap my fingers? Hmm? There's no malice in that. How about that? Where's the malice? Hmm? I didn't go to your no house. Mess, you know what I saying? didn't go to your crib. I didn't no fuck pollution. up your day. Yeah, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not terrifying You didn't even know what happened. I didn't t- I, you didn't even know what happened. No sorrow. No sorrow. Completely efficient. No blood, no sorrow. <laughs> and, and and once again, they, they managed to take the best portrayal of a supervillain and make the second best portrayal of the supervillain in a different <laughs> way. Like, I really did love their Thanos. That was yeah, a great point. Yeah, Thanos was really well done. Nebula was super like, well oh, done. Are you crazy? Not crazy. Mad. I was like, okay, my G, I see you. Yo, but I did like I how he was right like here. a brawler, yo. Yeah, he's basically their Hulk. Yeah, that was boss. He just fucking swells like, oh, you can Because what else is his you powers, guys? really? I mean, apparently he gets augments that allows him to do all kinds of, but pretty much he's super swole, nigh killer, will and shoot energy yeah, blasts. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna punch you. <laughs> that's, that's really, you know what I mean? That's the best power set in, in comics and video, not, not in video games. In video I like games, how, it's swords. I like how they reused the, uh, the the children of Thanos. Yeah, they were dope. They, they were, were super they dope. Were dope. Yeah, this was a super well done episode. They, like, they holy were super shit. Dope. They, like, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I guess we can easily go back and look and see who wrote the storyline, but it was really well done. Like, Take your time out to to enjoy this. This is forty minutes yeah. of really episode two is so good, really solid uh, Marvel lore. So yeah, definitely so set me up to to be excited for number three, which <laughs> I think it comes out next week. No, yeah, yeah, I think it's every Wednesday, and we got nine episodes of these hoes. Nice. So yeah, that's awesome. And the Spider Man um, trailer is supposed to be dropping soon. Dropping yeah, the real Spider Man so. trailer. I'm sure they'll do something to to accommodate. You don't think? Nah. I mean, they could. They took it down fast enough where, I mean, I saw it and immediately, like, tried to ch- look for it and gone. <laughs> All the links was gone. That Sever. sounds about right. Sever your it, links. It's, it's because YouTube not really trying to fuck with it. Remember, like, um. Oh, yeah, they cut them all. Vimeo. Yeah, like, yeah. Nobody was fucking with ain't, it. Ain't nobody trying to d- deal with that smoke. That That's lawyer business. Yeah, yeah. Nah, They're that, not that's, willing to host that bullshit. That's like Marvel Disney lawyers. Yeah, smoke. nah. Like, who wants said. that? <laughs> I remember um, uh, one of the they things. They got Jessica um, Jones and I'm joking. Yeah, you know how many <laughs> lawyers Marvel got Jones. on? You know how many lawyers no, Matt Marvel Murdoch got is on? Coming to get you, son. No, joking. But yeah, fucking. Um, uh, uh, damn, I forgot. Never mind. It's not important. No, but um, yeah, getting those, get getting uh, uh, that uh trailer back up. I'm I'm interested to see if there's gonna be any um. Because I'm sure they have a few versions of it. You know what I mean? Um, of what? I wonder, I wonder if the one that was leaked was the actual one that was going to be, you know, the production version. Oh. Um, we'll see, though. Moving on from that, it wasn't too eventful of a weekend, even though we did get some interesting um, uh, entertainment news. Something good, something bad. So we'll start with the good. Kendrick Lamar announced his release. His album is coming. I think it's going nice. to be titled New Thoughts. Um, but it also came along an interesting announcement on his part. He announced his departure from TDE. This is going to be his last album on on the label. Um, and I, I don't believe that this is his retirement from music. I think this is just his last album on TDE. Which, based on Punch's, uh, uh, his um, statements and what Kendrick Lamar said, seems like just a 
situation of he's a he's a triple A act, you know, that started on the label when he was a C act. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's out. He's grown out of that. And and TDE as a label isn't upset about that. They're proud that they were able to to help shepherd him to this point in his career. And it's not like they are all of a sudden not going to get, you know what I mean? Everything he made on TDE, there's it's not gone off of TDE's catalog, you know what I mean? Like it's just moving forward, things that he make will be his own onto itself. Not to mention TDE has a very strict release schedule. You know what I mean? Kendrick Lamar could have art that he wants to do to, and all of this stuff that if he goes through the label apparatus as he's contractually obliged to, you know, has, you know, it, it, you know, the resources aren't, aren't, uh, aren't geared towards that. And so he has to wait his turn. And as a triple A act, you might not want to do that. You know what I mean? Kanye could not perform under that kind of restriction. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I think that Kendrick is certainly a Kanye West level, uh, genius in music. My opinion, my opinion. Um, so I would say that Kendrick Lamar leaving TDE is the natural progression of his career. No, there's no animosity there, which, you know, a lot of people are like, yo, man, fandom is trash league, bro. Like having a fandom is so highly overrated. (laughs) It really is like that shit is terrible. It's a double-edged sword. like a lot of things, you know? Cause I'm sure there is positive parts to it, but like. I mean, you ain't shit without your fans. So, yeah, there's a lot yes. of positives to it. Yes. You, you'd you want a fandom, but a social media fandom. Ah, let me stipulate. A social media fandom is trash. Because not only is the social media fandom completely separated from the people who actually put toes onto the ground to support you, but they feed into the, the, the social media blog sphere of entertainment news. And then they pick up and revalidate shit that deserves no thought whatsoever and it, it's a really toxic atmosphere like that shit right there i could understand why there's there's artists who just want to abstain from that so much like i could totally see it absolutely because the 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 conversation immediately thereafter the announcements and the in the statements was oh kendrick needs to do this and this is what we want and it's like don't nobody give a shit. Like, holy... Like, are you serious? And then there's blogs reblogging. The Kendrick Lamar fans have spoken. This is what they were like. What are you talking about? Like, what... And 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 I, I personally can tune it out. But as the artist, I can see how it, it, it affects you. You know what I mean? Because you could tune out of it, but then you're also tuning out of your fandom. Because that's part of your fandom. You know, it's kind of like how in, in, in the video game industry, you need your Raiders and you need your filthy casuals, <laughs> you know, for the for the, you know, music artists, you know, the, the social media fans, you know, they're your filthy casuals, <laughs> you know, and the people who show up to your concerts, you know, they're your Raiders and you need both of them, really. You know what I mean? So you don't want to ignore it. So I, I'm not I used to be like. It's just social media, turn it off. And as a normal person, I absolutely subscribe to that. If you go to, if you know what I mean? Like, if, if you work at, at, at Roscoe's and, you know, you're not cultivating a fandom for your music career, then get the fuck off of music. Oh, I'm sorry, get the fuck off of social media. Like, stop letting that affect your everyday life. 
It shouldn't. You know what I mean? But when artists are like, yo, man, I really wish that the fucking, you know, the fans were a little bit more temperate with their with their uh, responses to the shit that we do online. I'm a little bit inclined to say, okay, you're right. Because you're there's people on both sides of those those fake accounts. You know what I mean? Like, your social media account is probably run by someone else, and they are probably running on a fake social media account themselves. But on the, the, the ends of those accounts are real people, and so we should probably just ask people to be more reasonable without a deal with each other, even if their internet is intermediary, you know? Yeah. But, you know, it, it's... it's it, Depends on the artist, you know, because look, look mm-hmm. at um, look at Daft Punk. You feel me? Yeah, you know some saying? people can handle it. They, they, they're good at they it. They just, they don't really have any sort of before they they split up. They didn't really have any sort no. of presence mm-hmm. like that. So it can be done. Like, like it, look at Jada Kiss. He has someone else run his shit. He don't. Yeah, lots of people do that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying it. It all depends on how you choose to interact with with the people over social media or whether mm-hmm. or not you choose. And there's to have some people one. who do it, who who understand the toxic nature of the platform that they're on and they don't let it fuck with them. Yeah. They I just, mean, they, 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 inter- they look, like if, Freddie Gibbs, he interacts lightly, posts a bunch of funny yeah, videos and dips. if, if, if you know, you know, right. Social media is a promotional platform. That's all you should be using it for. You know what I'm saying? When you start letting it filter into your mind and getting into all of that foolishness, then you're losing. But then you have me? artists like Wale who like, if you post enough angry shit on his Twitter, you know, he'll feel some type of way, which is like, man, Wale, you're... But that's Wale so much the person. Better. That yeah. just happens to be on Twitter. Yeah. You feel me? <laughs> and, and yeah, you know what I mean? Some people wear their heart on their sleeves like Always. that. And they're very reactionary. And and so, yeah, that's what, you know... You got to know what type you are and don't let people push your buttons, especially for free, guy. Yeah. They're it, just pushing your buttons and you're not getting no type of benefit out of it. I mean, you're losing. But bro. And, and that sucks that that he can't... He can't be on his social media because, or I mean, he can, but he's opening himself up to a lot of of shit that he he's not interested in. If he just wants to be on his social media and talk to his fans, because you know I've interacted with Wale on social media and it, and it and it's positive, but he's a, yeah he's opening himself up to a whole world of other stuff. And it's like <laughs> damn, Doug, can y'all just like I don't understand why that's why that's so positive. Like, why do people want to do that? You know, there's a there's a lot of people who really just go online to people love to pile on, man. Today. Yeah, it's pylon central. Yeah, so I mean, I understand the call for for people to be moderate on the internet. I just don't. I understand fully. It's not going to work. It's like asking people to be moderate on the internet. It's just Hell yeah, no. no. Do you see the shit that they be saying on the internet, no, man? Like, no, yo, no, no, that shit blows my mind. The shit that people will say on the internet. Yo, my favorite one was shout out to this meme I saw this weekend. It was a future meme or who it was the the Jesus photograph with his future's face on it. <laughs> oh Jesus. <laughs> and it said that um if I cheat on you, it's gonna be in the nighttime. But I'm sorry, if I cheat on you, it's gonna be in the morning, because at the end of the day, I'm loyal. So that's that's wow. shout out to Internet for that personal gem. I love you for that internet. Wow. You yeah, internet, internet be out of control. <laughs> internet be out because at the end of the day i'm loyal but yeah you know that's how that works i'm I'm super happy you know to bring this tangent back to the original topic i'm super happy that kendrick lamar has got his next project on the horizon i'm i'm super amped you know and and i'm not a i I love kendrick lamar i love him to death he put out a track recently with baby keem was kendrick kendrick lamar's part was was interesting always got Got dope flows on it. I'm not a fan of Baby Keem though. Baby Keem, 
I, I've yet to hear one of his songs where I'm like, all right, this is the one. This is the one. This is the one that's going to make me go into his back catalog and re re listen to it in a diff with a different ear. Because there's definitely artists where it, it took a while for like like um like Vince Staples. Okay. He was one that was out for probably five years now before I heard one of his songs that made me stop and say, okay. I need to re-listen to the catalog with an open ear and realize, like, oh, okay, I was missing it. I was missing it the whole time. You know what I mean? And so I'm I'm open to that. I'm I'm wrong a lot, and I get that. You know what I mean? I'm totally down for it. But Baby Keem, he <clears throat> he hasn't done it for me yet. He has not proven uh, proven me wrong. But not uh, today. we'll see. I'm interested. I'm really interested to see what Kendrick's doing on this last album because I know he's doing something different. No matter what it was, whether it was his own album, black, and for some reason we all know it's the algorithm. The Ken, uh, the Black Panther album uh, has been popping up on my stream uh, as of late, and I was like, and re-listening to it, I'm like, yo, this shit was fire. Oh hell yeah, that shit was fire, and it was definitely not your. It wasn't a typical rap album, but it had all of your. It had Schoolboy Q and Future and yeah, Absol yeah. and and RB. It had you know her. It had people on it that you recognize. You know what I mean? Like it was, yeah. it was a really good album. He took that's, all of that's those. That's what pieces. I said about that. I was like, yo, first time I heard it, I was just like, yo, shout out to you for putting all these people in a Marvel property, my J. You just like changed the course of their. J Rock you know was on that too. For yeah, J Rock was yeah, on it. Like, Absol, uh, Anderson Pac. But you know what I noticed too is that all of those tracks aren't located on. They're located on the artists' pages. So like the schoolboy Q track is X is on Schoolboy's page. Um Reason has one of the tracks on his pages. Uh you know what I mean? Like all of the individual tracks, the the he had Travis Scott on there. Yeah. Um all of them are on individual pages. So like it really put them on. Like if you got the soundtrack or you found the soundtrack, it led you to those artists. Not just, you know, like as a part of um uh the franchise itself. So I, I was like, yo, that was, man, Kendrick does everything differently, and I love that about him. So I'm interested to see what he does with this album. That's going to be a big one. Um, moving on from that, man, so Jeopardy finally finalized the host like a week ago. <laughs> Come to find out the man had to step down. Evidently, I'm sorry. Uh, bro. And it, this, this is, is the funny part. Sorry so he's been a long-time executive. Yeah, he's been a long-time executive producer. And so I guess in 2013, he started a podcast where he was supposed to be candidly and irreverently talking to one of his friends about their old stories and stuff like that. And, I, and I'm and i sure at that point in his life, he never assumed he'd be on the other side of the camera. Seven years later, looking back on that podcast, he said some things that he absolutely regrets having said in public, <laughs> which I'm just like, man, I'm, I'm waiting. Like, I, I, I'm looking forward to the day where I can be like, man... I was about to make it, but I said that shit back in 2021. <laughs> Boy, I shouldn't have said that. Because, man, that's got to be a crazy feeling. Like, that man was about to be big body, face of jeopardy. Something you said in 2013. Got your ass roped up. Like, you know what? I think I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. I think I just want to step down. Yeah, like, <laughs> damn, bro. Like, that's a, that's a 180. Oh, <laughs> shit. Nah, man, people, they really, people really, really misunderstand and underestimate fame, especially in a post-media Twitter world. 
It's not the same thing. The, the Wachowskis famously said that privacy is like um, virginity. Once you lose it, you don't get it back. So it's like once Ooh, once you get... up. Say it a little bit louder for the ones in the back. That's crazy. <laughs> privacy is like virginity. Once you lose it, you don't get it back. Yikes. So that's why like the Wachowskis have always been hella very private. They don't do a lot of interviews and stuff like that. And they turned out to be right because, you know, when when the first Wachowski was transitioning, I believe someone was threatening to leak. Someone was blackmailing them to leak that to the public. And that's why she ended up coming out. So it's like what people underestimate like how Yo, bad like, it gets video when you get that high leaks. up. I don't support leaking somebody's fucking personal, personal life like, like that. Yeah, that is bad news. That is pure news. spite, my G. That's bad news, man. That's Ugh. pure spite. And because you know that they're just going to be hounded by media attention after that happens. Unwanted and un- unexpected media attention. So it's like. Wow, yeah. that's so fucked yeah. up. Like, can you, yo? Anyway, yeah, that's. I, I think it's universally it's reviled. Like, it is kind of that's that's the effect of the internet, though. Now that there's a p- permanent record of everything, like they will bring shit back up to fucking yoink you out, man. But that's why it's like you know, just. But I, honestly, no. You know what? No, I support it. Because you gotta <laughs> no, you gotta fucking stand on the things like stop. That's like if you want to be a comedian, be a comedian. Like that's that's where I personally draw the line. Stop doing it to comedians. They're out there making jokes. Mm-hmm. The part of good comedy is tragedy, and part of tragedy is gonna make you feel uncomfortable. So, yes, through the act of comedy. Some of the audience will feel uncomfortable. If you're part of that part of the audience, suck it up. Just leave it alone. Because this isn't a comedian. This isn't somebody who's, like, trying to be your friend. So stop. You know what I mean? But when it comes to, like, public figures and people who are are trying to maintain an image or projecting an image, hey, the shit you say is going to be part of your... Is gonna be part of your 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 you know what I mean? Permanent record. It's unless going... unless you're talking <clears throat> about like a performance, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But like politicians is really where I'm going at it. Like politicians shouldn't be performing. Like if you're a rapper and you rap about guns, but you don't give a shit about guns, you're really just like a homebody who wants to play Call of Duty. That's fine. Like that's your prerogative. I'm not shitting on that part of the because that exists. I know that that's a thing, Definitely. but. You know what I mean? Like politicians who go out there and they project an image, blah, 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 and all of that stuff. And then they 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 live totally different. Nah, nigga, you got to stand on that, bro. You got to stand on that. Because you're passing legislation to prevent abortions while paying for abortions for your mistresses. Nah, B. I was nah. elected to lead, not you know what to I mean? read. I, I, that's the shit that's the shit that be getting me next level. But there's a, there's clearly a difference, you know what I mean, between politicians and entertainers. But yeah, that that's I hate when people don't make that distinction, and they try to <laughs> p- apply it blanketly across all of that stuff. It's like you can't do that. What about Arnold Schwarzenegger? You see, that's why we need to be more judicious about the people who we let into politics. Because no, no, you're right, you're right. Because that's exactly the kind of moral that's area that funny. exists with people like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, did I say Schwarzenegger? Is it Schwarzenegger? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My bad. Did I just get? I just made that mad racist for no reason. Um, Schwarzenegger. I know. I'm sitting here slurring and shit. But um, no. Uh, but but that's the the moral crossover that happens when you have people like Trump or Reagan move into 
the political sphere because you hold Learn them to a certain a certain moral standing because they're they're performers. You don't expect certain things of, but as politicians, you should. And so you know what I mean, like, yeah. But that was it, it, you know you said that I'm sure you said that you know kind of tongue in cheek, but it's it it creates it's a reality that we have to live in because we live in fucking America and this place is a mm-hmm. a shit show. You know what I mean? Like and people are exploiting the fact that it's a popularity contest. Yeah, you know, like there really is no and and see as much as I shit on the CCP, they don't deal with that shit. <laughs> this nigga. <laughs> I shit on the CCP I, all the time. They shut it down. But they don't play with that shit. You ain't going to be no fucking actor and then be in the, in the party. You got a down. whole nother thing coming. But see, there's got to be a middle ground. Like, why can't we get a middle ground? You know what I mean? Like, what the fuck is wrong with humans? That, yeah. that we, either, we either go to fucking, you know, the CCP or we're in complete, complete kayfabe politics. Yeah, man, I'm the avatar of balance. I I never understand. If you know, like like we gotta get somewhere balance in the middle. Balancing all things, man. You know what I mean? Like it, it, it's funny. You, you believe in balance because you you reside in the middle. I have I believe in balance because I reside on both extremes. It's like <laughs> no, no it, I got the, the, the balance I mean, has to be it's somewhere. Still in the middle. balance though. It's balance. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's funny that that juxtaposition is hilarious. But we do have to find some place in the middle when it comes to our political environment because that's just crazy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's all in reference to, you know, I feel bad that the Jeopardy host had to step down, but this nigga mad publicly disparaged women and the minorities. Like, oh, and, and minorities? Wanted, oh, yeah, fuck that dude. I mean, it, yeah, well, I mean, when, when I say which, minorities, which is, I think it was Asians, but which, still, which is not to say. I stand up for all minorities. Which, which is not to say that it wasn't bad when, <laughs> when yeah, he was doing it to women. My bad. Yeah, it, I said that. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. I, like, I, I want to give like, you the air to clarify that. I want to give you the air to clarify that. I like how it was just like, oh, he was disparaging women. Oh, okay. And minorities. Minorities? What? How dare you? No, but um, they're both bad. They're both bad. You know what's funny is that I, most of the arguments I get into with people about racism, because I choose not to speak to racist white people, are more like I argue with my mom about her racist views of Asian people, or I argue with like, my uncle-in-law about his racist views of other Mexicans. And it's like, wow, why are most racist issues that I, I encounter <laughs> have to do with minorities being racist against other minorities? <laughs> because the divide and conquer uh, tactic is super effective. It really is though. That is absolutely it. Super though. effective. The, the, the ability to get people to divide on the racial line was the, was, like there's like, gotta be something like, so, you know, in Pokemon, like, you can be super effective, but when you have dual types, <laughs> you can actually have a dual type against a dual type, and your move is super effective against both of their types. Oh, God. And so it's like quadruple oh damage. God. Like, that's what racism is to the fucking organized movement of people. Mm-hmm. It was quadruple effective. Mm-hmm. Like, when, when they were like, hey, here, watch out. Look how we're going to divide the people in this country. Racism. It was like, it yeah. totally demolished for it generations. Really like, that's the crazy part. Like, it didn't just hurt the people that they were attacking. For generations on, it has demolished their ability to organize. Yeah, the, the amount of distrust that sows among people it makes them it makes communities literally cannot coalesce if yeah. if they don't if they don't like handle the racism and the sources of theirs. It's like bro, like most of that shit is made up. They're they they it's, stolen oh, it's all, all your resources it's all so you made have up. no choice so you fight over it. Like stop falling for it. And every time And then every, they blame each other, like they blame each one they they, they take that shit from both of y'all and then tell you that he took it. 
And then tell him that you took it. And they layer it on. So now that they got the, they, they have Asian people fighting with black people, and it's like, holy shit. They stole from the Asian people, told them it was the black people, told the black people it's the Asian people that continuously keep you down. And it's like, Fair wow, way. none of that's true, though. Like, I saw none some of shit, that was true. Um, <laughs> saw some shit, some article that said that some lady in Texas was trying to blame the outbreak on black people. And I was like, for real, dog? Like, that's not even... It's not even... It's not even how viruses work. Dude, and, and it's funny because the African-American community going through generations of having been the butt of every problem in this country Easy has gone above and beyond. Yeah. You know what I mean? I know people who don't even believe in coronavirus who wear masks and got vaccinated. They don't even believe in coronavirus, mind <laughs> They'll tell you that's just a pandemic, 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 the pandemic, pandemic, nigga. That shit's that fake as fuck. That shit is a Chinese hoax. But yeah, yeah, I'm vaccinated and I wear my mask. What? I wear two masks. <laughs> And I'm just like, yeah, because black people are just, they're not interested in being the butt of anyone's fucking excuses anymore. Like, we're we're just so over it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just, you know. It's Been around the block things. a little, a few too many times, man. Yeah, man. Like. And they just got the same old cons every time you circle around. Every single time. All right, so let's move on to the same old cons because we still got we still got a couple more topics and we've been running long, running long. So um, here, let me hit some local long. news in California because two things popped up that I wanted to address for our local listeners because I have noticed that you know our California listenership is up. Shout out to our yeah. LA listeners. Big up, big up. Welcome, welcome to the show. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so in California. I don't know if you remember, but there was this big push for what they call Prop 22. Yes. Oh, yeah. I heard about the this. gig worker yeah, uh, yeah, bill, yeah, yeah. which is now which got got passed through the legislature, but is now coming under legal review because it's evidently unconstitutional because it infringes on California's state right to regulate the workplace of any individual industry, which the state reserves the right regardless to whatever uh, legislation is attempted to be passed. So now it's under review because it obviously shouldn't have passed because of constitutionality issues, which of course it shouldn't have. It shouldn't have passed because it was fucking propagandized and anti-worker, but I'm glad that they found some reason as to why uh, they can repeal that shit because Prop 22 was not, a good thing and it sucks because what i did notice is that a lot of the people who are boycotting working in the restaurant industry now because of the wages uh disparity that's been going on you know they rely on gig work and it's like oh you went from one pimp to another pimp stop running from pimps <laughs> and you see that and 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 uh, and i hate to make this analogy because it's going to make me it's going to make a lot of people feel like i'm calling them hoes but that's not what i'm doing but did you see that with hoes you see that a lot with hoes. They go from one pimp to another pimp because that other pimp is nicer. And it's like, no, the problem is stop going to pimps. You know what I mean? Like, the issue isn't to find a nicer pimp. It's to stop going Bruh. to that form of, of workplace organization. It's a problem. But yeah, mm-hmm. that that uh, came across the feed. And then in the California gubernatorial debacle, that is this 46-candidate fucking bullshit that we've seen, the lead... Republican uh, candidate to run against Newsom uh, is under a huge scandal now for finance disclosure violations. What? Not a Republican. Not a Republican. 
corrupt finance charges Republican. No the, way. Rico, who the thunk it? Who <laughs> These the motherfuckers, bro. When it all costs, bro, you're like, get this man in here. I don't care how much money you got to get him from whom. Get him in here. Bro. The front of the list. And the crazy part is how well he was doing, man. He must have been surprised. He must have been like, oh, Probably, yeah, yeah, baby. I had no clue. I'd but I paid all the right these. people. How, why is this happening? I, I paid all the right people. <laughs> Can't pay finance disclosure <laughs> issues. What? What, what? what are those? Yeah. That's exactly That it. is also another classic Republic line. Wait a minute. That, there was a rule that I should have read uh, there? Wait, there were rules for that? You're absolutely right. Dude, and you know what the funny part is? Is that, it's, and, and this is something that black people never utilize to their to their advantage, um, <laughs> that I learned actually trying to utilize it to my advantage, just um, gaslighting the, the, the judge, is uh, you actually have a right not to know the law. And the law actually has to be lenient to you in your ignorance. Ignorance is actually a defense for many things other than murder. Like, <laughs> like, no, no, seriously. I didn't know I could murder outside of honor. Like most misdemeanors and criminal offenses outside of things that are covered by federal statute can be. And, and, and I'm the lawyer. You definitely want to look up the extent of this, but you can get leniency in the law due to ignorance. You don't, you know what I mean? You see it all the fucking time. You see it all the time. That is literally the legal basis for why people get off for, for affluenza, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Like, that's literally the legal basis that white people use all the fucking time. But yet we, for some reason, other people, normal people, yeah, just a, refuse a to acknowledge the, um, that you have this like, option legally. A, a lot of the capital writers are using the yes. idea defense. Yeah. And they're getting leniency. You don't get off. They're not going to give you an innocent plea, but the law is absolutely designed to give you leniency for your ignorance. It is, you know what I mean? And it saddens me that most people don't know that. I learned that through gaslighting the judge because I'm not ignorant. And so talking to him and him trying, and this is another thing that pisses people off who get into general conversation with me is that I am very well versed in typical argumentative styles. And so when the judge is trying to lead me down the path of incriminating myself, I am fully aware of it. And I understand (laughs) that's what he's doing so it doesn't frustrate me. I just keep reasserting my ignorance to him. And he has to legally then, because there's a stenographer recording what he's saying to me, he has to legally apply the leniency to me. (laughs) And so people, and it's funny because I rec- and it's something that a lot of people like if who try to use uh, rhetorical uh, devices to lead me down argumentative paths, it doesn't work because I recognize them very readily. And so, yeah, it's one of the things that you should absolutely understand when it comes to your own legal defense is that your ignorance of the law does demand legal leniency. And so, um, yeah, don't know how I got off onto that tangent, but... um. Larry Elder is absolutely going to be begging for legal leniency in terms of his <laughs> campaign finance uh, violations, to say the least. Yeah, Your Honor, I have no idea where that money came from. I don't even know what money is. What is money? <laughs> what are you talking about? I all there. You know, I had nothing to do. I use a I mean? credit card to buy groceries. I assumed that was normal. I thought everyone just got all that money, you know, Your Honor. <laughs> oh, goodness. This shit is hilarious. But yeah, that is the kind of shit that you should expect them to be saying in that kind of, in that kind of case, for sure. That's funny though, yeah. That, that's that's I guess 
I guess they were desperate and time was short. You know what I mean? It looks like they 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 threw this shit together kind of quick to get rid of Newsom. Absolutely, yeah. It was a complete Seemed like a desperation a maneuver. It's a complete um, political maneuver to attack Gavin Newsom, one hundred percent. Yeah, and then so. and, and just to wrap up the political sh- uh, shenanigans that have been happening, chicanery. Fucking Rahm Emanuel got his position, and and so now I'm I, I am absolutely officially against the Biden administration. I'm absolutely not with the people who are like Trump 2024 because fuck Biden. <laughs> I, fuck these idiots. Like I like these idiots who who keep on doing that shit. Really piss me off oh because nah, man. And so I, I keep on immersing myself in the social media sphere and keep on uh, allowing myself to be surprised by the kind of mental fucking gymnastics and the mental health issues that become evident when people say shit like that. Like Biden can be a terrible president and be a terrible administration, and you still shouldn't fucking go to the fucking extremes of voting for someone like Trump. Like that's still a stupid thing to say and do. Especially after what has happened, you know what I mean. Especially after after experiencing, you know what I mean. Like, yeah. So, I'm definitely gonna uh, actively start campaigning towards um, independent third parties um, because I I I can't abide by the people who who provide shelter to people to to people like Rahm Emanuel. This man is actively trying to degrade the african-american community he actively is doing this this is not like oh you know i believe in a certain type of supremacy so sorry guys you're all gonna get the shit end of the stick because i'm only going to proffer this one type of person no no no. he actively goes out to hamstring the african-american community in uh in chicago he closed schools he hid police uh malfeasance he actively did things that disproportionately hurt black people. So if that's where the, this administration is, I don't give a fuck how much identity politics you play. I don't care how many Dev Hollands you have. I don't care how many Marsha Fudges you appoint. I don't care how many fucking Kamala Harris's you put into office. You, you this administration is trash league. Because if you're you, you, how are you going to? insert someone like Rahm Emanuel into that. Like, how are you going to talk out of both sides of your mouth like that? You know what I mean? Like, having Rahm Emanuel next to Marcia Fudge in terms of administration, that is, no, no, no. You can miss me with it. I've seen through the facade. I've given you your time. I've allowed, I've been reasonable. This is, yeah, no, Biden definitely is out here to fuck some shit up. And I'm pretty sure he's fucking shit up not in the same way that Donald Trump would, because Donald Trump would do it in a more random sense, but he's doing so in the same direction of bad that Donald Trump would be. And that's that's sad. That's sad, because this did have a chance to be a hallmark administration. And the worst part is, is that he's going to hide it with some minuscule amount of, of uh, social welfare that benefits mostly white women. And he's going to pass that as how he, uh, that's his big turnaround uh, from from the Donald Trump administration. Even though there is one thing that, that has happened in this administration that I think is going to, it, it, it's, it's a incontrovertible plus, but I'm sure he'll find a way to make a, a negative of it because of the way that it happened. But we'll talk about that in a little bit. I want to talk. I want to 
hit up on some of these social topics and then we'll we'll, we'll wrap up uh, on that. So I found this one real interesting. If you look uh, in Portland right now, there's constant protest. Evidently, Portland has been in a consistent state of protest since 2020, about March 2020. Um, but it's really interesting to watch what it's evolved into. So now, pretty much most of the protests don't even, you don't even see the police as much anymore. What you see is anti fascist protesters. And then, or or Proud Boy protesters met with counter-protesters of the other faction, both of them armed with riot shields and gas masks and, like, improvised fireworks, explosives, and gas grenades. As And they look like the riot cops. And so now it's evolved from, like, you know, you had BLM protesters versus white supremacists to where you had you know, protesters versus anti-protesters versus the federal uh, police to where now the protesters look like the police and it's just the protesters versus the anti-protesters. And it's like, it's it's devolved into some, to, into some weird dystopian shit. And it's like, nothing's happening. There's no social progress. This is just now people who have made a lifestyle out of out of being dissident. And I'm like, I don't know where this goes, man. And this is what I mean why I never liked when in Portland they started with these chants of we are not governable. <laughs> Remember that? No. I was never with that shit. <laughs> that's funny. Like you can't like that's not the goal. Like I'm not I'm not the kind of I'm not a dissident who isn't governable. I'm governable. You're just trash at governing. So I have to be dissident to get you to govern better. That's a a tenable stance, in my opinion. But what's going on in Portland right now? Don't even feel like it's necessary. Like it just feels, it feels dystopian. Like what you see in the movies, like where they're just protesting. You're like, where are they protesting? And they're like, they're protesting. And it's like, but what are they protesting? It's like they're protesters. And it's like, oh, they just doing this. Like that's not it. But then, but then, what do you expect when you see white people protest? You know what I mean? Like, if it's not to free Britney, what do white people generally <laughs> protest? You know, like, and that's not to say there's not allies, but when there's allies, they're usually protesting with black people. You know what I mean? Like, when you see a protest of mostly white people, it's usually nothing good. But I don't know. That's just been my experience of watching what's been going on in America uh, for the past few, like, year. It's going on multiple years now. Damn, dude, that shit is a shame, man. They took... A culture of rebellion and 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 totally bastardized the the concept of protest, because America is starting on a, technically on a cultural rebellion, even if it's counter protest to the um to the abolition of slavery in the UK. Even if it was, it's still a a a, a cultural rebellion. You know what I mean? And so Definitely. to see how far it's gotten from that and how how feckless it's how feckless it's made public um discourse, that's that's bad. But yeah, moving on from that, I thought this was uh, another interesting one. So there was a study that came out recently that showed that to fully support transferring the U.S. economy from an oil economy, from a fossil fuel economy to a renewable economy in a sustainable way, in a way that provides us enough electricity, only cost us about $4 billion. 
And that is to and and that actually in that number supports paying every fossil fuel worker um severance uh of their current salary until they are uh able to find another job. Like that's absurd. You know what I mean? Like four billion, Bezos has that in his back pocket. He could he could finance this if yep. if there was any kind of will to actually do the right thing. If they wanted to solve this problem, it would have been solved. Our government ages ago. could 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 scalp that off the top of the the Pentagon budget, do so, and actually do more to keep this country safe than putting that money into the actual Pentagon. So yeah, you know, I just I just can't understand these people. Like, you know, if you wanna if, if you wanna be pro America because you're down with the evil empire, that's that's on you. But I just can't get these people who are like so pro America because they think that America is going to save the world somehow. And it's like America could have done it already. For fuck's sake, they don't want to. They don't want to save the world. When I say they, I mean the people who control the vast majorities of this wealth that is centered in this nation called America don't give a shit about saving this world. They have every ability to. They have every ability to transform it. They have every technology that they need to get it started and moving in the right direction. They don't want to. That's why China does what it does. Not because China's right, but because they understand that the, the opponent is not a reasonable one. So if they're if their opponent's being unreasonable, then there's literally nothing to 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 curtail their behavior. Because look at what they're look at what look at what the opposition is doing. Their behavior is always going to be permissible in their own mind because the opposition is always so crazy. And that now I'm not supporting that that mindset. You should never judge your own moral code based on what other people are doing. Then it's not your own moral code anymore. But that's the kind of fucking bullshit that they're going to go. That's that's the shit that they're going to shovel people. And that's the kind of stuff that dumb people are going to hear and listen and love. And so it sucks. You know, but America really needs to, like, stop deluding itself into thinking that it's on the moral high ground. It's not, because it has every ability to change the world and chooses not to. And worse off, it's being a bad fucking example to the other countries coming up behind it. Because they, China might be a superpower now, but it wasn't always a superpower. And we were, and America was definitely the superpower beforehand. So any, any bad... uh tendencies that they have are more than likely learned from the big brother that they're handed down you know what i mean it is is what it is and so yeah that shit and this was also goes ties back into what i was saying you know way back when about how like you know people like bloomberg are sitting here running spending a billion dollars on an election when you know 580 million dollars can solve child hunger it's like Nigga, you don't want to fix nothing because you're wasting money on an election that you had no chance of winning when you can actually feed every single fucking child in this country for the whole year and you choose not to. You know what I mean? And and the amount and the rate in which you gain wealth, especially after this pandemic, you could do that every year at a at at a at a ever diminishing percentage of your wealth because you'd be because you make more money than that and you choose not to. So, yeah, we really got to start putting perspective on the sociopaths that we honor and think are so great in this 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 country. You know what I mean? But yeah, moving on from that, another one that I saw that was super interesting. 
this one uh, is on the the vaccine distribution news. So <laughs> Africa has been very low on the distribution of vaccines, even though they've actually been really good about mitigating the spread of, of COVID throughout the continent. Like, even when they're talking about surges, they're talking about numbers that are like one-tenth of what's going on in the U.S., even though their vaccination rate is around 15%, which shows that you don't need to, you don't need high vaccination rates to mitigate the virus. But that's not what they'll tell you in the mainstream media. Tell you the only way to mitigate the virus is through fucking sticking your arm with some shit. But anyway, uh, Johnson & Johnson has been producing vaccines in, in South Africa because that's one of the few places outside of China that actually have vaccine production um, laboratories. So they've been producing vaccines in South Africa and shipping the vaccines to Europe. And so South Africa is suing Johnson & Johnson because that is a violation of their contract that they were supposed to be produced, uh, they were supposed to be distributing most of the vaccines uh, created in South Africa to South Africans, and then they would ship surpluses out. And now they're sh shipping surpluses, or not even surpluses, they're shipping the, the main supply to Europe for boosters, and, and, and in South Africa, they still have such low proliferation of vaccines. So it just shows, like, it really is not about control of the virus it's really about control of the people like it really is you could tell like the virus is real and there are things we should be doing to mitigate it the vaccine proliferation after 50 percent has diminishing returns and this is something that you never hear them talk about like we never needed to get to 70 percent because the diminishing returns beyond 50 percent everything beyond 50 percent is just bonus you know what i mean so we were well within like the vaccination rate to be opening back up a long time ago. But instead of doing that, telling people we can open back up with, with still social distancing and masks because of the transmissibility of the Delta variant, blah, 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 so forth and so forth. They, they kept giving people misinformation to now where people, nobody is doing anything that they're told. And it's just like, man, this is some bullshit, man. Like God, man, there's epidemiologists out there. There's real information out there, like, but there. And this is something I talk about again, the disproportionate effect of of mass media representation. Like, the few people who are willing to spread disinformation have a a, a ridiculously asymmetrical effect on the population's knowledge because they're they're disseminated through mass media. But like real people, like Otto, who are literally actively working on pandemics at the moment when these things happen and are trying to give out valid information are ignored. You know what I mean? Like, it's fucking crazy. It's, it's, it's This country, man, it, it's on a crash course and it's like, it's really self-induced. And when I say self-induced, it's by the people who actually control the levers of power, not the mass public. Because the mass public sure as hell don't control the levers of power. But like, you know what I mean? Like, the distribution of these vaccines have nothing to fucking do with your public health. They really don't. And it's sad to say. And that's not to say not to get not that vaccines don't work and that there aren't people who shouldn't be vaccinated. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, is that the proliferation plan that they've been putting forth has been very misleading and they haven't properly actually told you like, oh, hey, you know, the death rates, this isn't like completely outrageous. And actually, the hospitals are 
are are are overwhelmed mainly because they were understaffed and under uh under uh they didn't have the proper uh beds they didn't have the proper PPE they didn't they they didn't have the oxygen they didn't have the intubators they didn't have the equipment they needed to begin with so the fact that oh hospitals are overrun well of course they're going to be overrun you never equipped them you never gave them what they needed to handle any amount of of, of illness so what makes you think that they're going to handle the the presence of 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 an enhanced flu like illness oh nothing oh okay you know what I mean? Like that's what they, you know, that's what they're putting on the public, and and it sucks because people are over here fighting, you know, they're fighting each other. The public's fighting each other, you know, like you you got oh just go get vaccinated. Oh fuck you, you're stupid. Your kids are gonna go to hell because they're vaccinated. And it's like both sides of that argument have no clue that they're being lied to. And it's like fuck, man. I don't know how this country makes it to the other side of this in a social, you know what I mean? Like I could see them beating racism before I could see them beating this. I I mean this this COVID shit seems like it's gonna be a deal breaker for this country, no? Uh I mean, I realized that ages ago. <clears throat> you feel me? It it is fairly obvious that the way to beat COVID is through discipline. That's me? it. Discipline in your own personal health and discipline in your in your public behavior. You know what I mean? You're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. Discipline is absolute. That's why Asian countries did so much better. Case in point. Well, unfortunately, this con- this country promotes radical freedom, which runs directly in contrast to discipline. You feel me? Can't be both be both disciplined and do I mean, it everything. You it just has to be self implied, and not a lot of people are going to do that. I get. Yeah. I know. Un- I know exactly what you mean. Unfortunately, this country again. This country isn't balanced like yeah. that. You feel me? <laughs> it's uh, not balanced in that way. It's so sad because it could work so well. Yes, you're hundred percent right. Mm-hmm. You can balance the two. Yes, but they don't. It's possible. <laughs> they choose not to. But that is not a part of the ideology. Yeah. Fuck. But yeah. All right. Here, let's go ahead and we'll wrap up on this. Um. So, as I'm sure everyone has seen. The big Afghanistan debacle in the news. And so I just wanted to do a little touching on that because it is the one thing that the Biden administration had to do. I mean, I mean, not, I, well, uh, let me rephrase that. That didn't come out right. It's the one thing that it's the it, that is the one uh, that is the one avenue in that particular situation that the biden administration had no other choice but to do there's literally no way shape or form that there should be american troops in afghanistan and i could do a whole segment which i was going to talk about the history and all that stuff maybe we'll do that at another time and date but really and truly, I don't want to give breath to the to the conversation that there should have been American troops in Afghanistan. There should never have been American troops in Afghanistan. It was a lie from two thousand and I think three. Did Afghanistan started in two thousand and three? I want to say um, it was a lie when they launched that. it. Because I it, or. Because Afghanistan and Iraq started real close to each other. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And and it was after 9-11, 2001. 
I want to say 2003 is when they started launching military operations. Um, yeah, this is uh, Sunday, October 7th, uh, 2001. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah, wow. Wow. That's crazy. So before we attacked Iraq, before we dealt with Saudi Arabia, immediately after 9-11, they attacked Afghanistan. 2001, so 20 years ago, they attacked Afghanistan under the guise that Al-Qaeda, which is just an, a, a term that means the computer, which was a database, which was used to track the radical Muslim militants that were being cultivated by the CIA... Through for the Mujahideen and other foreign um foreign militant organizations, so there was this whole story concocted that through radical Muslim militants, the Taliban in Afghanistan was somehow tied into nine eleven through Osama bin Laden, which proved to be false. Osama bin Laden, for whatever part he had in nine eleven organized through Saudi Arabia and Pakistan. So the whole assault that immediately happened on Afghanistan directly after 9-11 was a complete false flag. Afghanistan had nothing to do with 9-11, but we attacked Afghanistan because of 9-11. Let's just really harp on that. That's what happened. What is the result of attacking Afghanistan? The complete destabilization of the country. So now we have a country that we attacked for a reason that they had nothing to do with that resulted in the complete and utter destabilization of the country. Now, the, what you keep on hearing is, is what about the women in Afghanistan? They were doing, they were, they were being liberated so much more. But that is just, it is a fallacy to think that. Capitalist entities liberate women for the same reason why they liberate women in, in developed nations like America. So that they can exploit their labor. The only reason why they, they were even empowering the women to whatever degree that they were was to create a reserve labor force so that they can bring them into a labor force and exploit them at extremely low labor wages. Look at what they did in Pakistan. All you would do is see a bunch of textile mills with poor Afghani women working for, for slave wages and sweatshops. That's what the American liberation of Afghanistani women was. And yes, objectively, that's better than being raped and subjugated by the Taliban. So of course they're fighting for that. But that doesn't mean that we should be fighting to bring that to them. I understand that a lot of cuz I mean the images coming out of Afghanistan were bad. It was sad. Like they were they were committing suicide. Like people were literally committing suicide. They were holding on to planes as they were flying away. I'm pretty sure like that's committing suicide, right? Like you don't expect to make that flight. Like you know you're going to die. 
I mean, if you're holding onto a plane while it's taking off, that depends on how good your upper body strength is, right? Unless you, not a lot of people have the upper. Not a lot of people is Tom Cruise that can hold onto a plane while it's taking unless off you and actually make it far enough that you die from the fall. Unless you subscribe to the Wiley e. Coyote school of of thermodynamics, and all you gotta do is hold on to the to the to the gear, and it'll eventually bring you up into the plane, and then you're in the plane, right? No. <laughs> no. By the way, you cannot enter a plane. From the gear landing. <laughs> if you get stuck on that bitch, you will be stuck in that chamber till the plane lands. And yeah. that is a cross-continental flight, by the way. Yeah. Uh, like that's what I'm saying. Like it's it's You'll tragic. Like I couldn't see that as anything. Yeah, you can breathe uh, at the altitude that they'd have to reach to go above the Atlantic. Um, it was a it's a suicide. It was a suicide uh, run for these people. But um, you know, and 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 it's funny because I had an argument with my brother about self-interest and. One thing that we have to understand is that people's understanding of their own personal self-interest is not rational. So we can't apply rational thought to what people do in their own personal self-interest. Because rationally thinking that if you are trying to preserve your self-interest, then doing something that has a extremely high chance of getting you killed would just that, that's that's out of the question, right? But no, obviously their personal self-interest doesn't adhere to rational lines of logic even though yeah, what they were panic doing all the time was panic is mind. very real Let's, panic is very real let's not dismiss that when shit is going down one out of ten people will act in a way that is absolutely the correct manner to act during that oh uh, yes the minority uh, of people uh, uh emergency yeah feel me most people are just going to act and you know, it's not going to work out for a lot of them, especially in a lot of really bad disasters. If there isn't someone there to, like, galvanize the group and get them to move into a singular direction, mm-hmm. then no. it's And not to be an asshole, but a lot of these people plot. know that they did some fucked up shit to get in with the Americans. Because the, it, it's, it wasn't easy to become an American contractor. And a lot of these people who are fleeing and running to planes and, and doing these things, for people who are working with America who know that Taliban, Taliban ain't going to fuck with you now. You chose to work with the Americans. You could have just been a normal person, but you went out of your way to work with the Americans. That's on you. That's on you. They came over here and fed you a, a whole line of shit that wasn't true from the get-go. That wasn't good. That wasn't true from the get-go. They were lying from the get-go. And and the idea that a foreign and that's why I never get behind the idea like yo it is not nobody's job to come from where they are to where you are to fix your country. You got two options: stay and fix it, get the fuck out. Those are your only options. But if you're gonna stay there and try to invite someone in to 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 change your life conditions, you're running the risk of of not not succeeding and that's what happened in afghanistan that was a fool's errand from day one they want and 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 the worst part is is that based on what happened in in the um democratic republic of the congo and how they destabilized the country and pretended to try to set up a government so that they can easily extract resources through the warlords it's exactly what happened in taliban in taliban in afghanistan the taliban originally was not permitting um, entry into the lithium fields 
because there's huge expanses of, of of desert that have lithium deposits, the salt fields, and they were destroying all the poppies. They were burning the poppy fields. Those are all the resources that the American industries were using. The pharmaceutical industry needed um, uh, uh, the poppies. The the computer, or I'm sorry, the the battery production industry needed the lithium. And salt was is always a commodity uh, around the world. And so there was resources there. And so what did they do? They destabilized it and pretended to set up a, a government while capitalizing off of the destabilized um, uh, environment. So Classic. why would they do that, you might say? Why is it easier to capitalize off of uh, a destabilized area? Well, because the bureaucracy of government, you have to pay tariffs, import taxes. All of that money that you're paying is paid into the governmental structure to that uh, uh, the the bureaucracy that that governs that area. If that doesn't exist, then that doesn't stop you from conducting the trade. You just get to circumvent all of that administration. Now, while in your own country you don't mind it existing because it slows down foreign interests from being able to infiltrate your 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 economy, you as a, a superpower want to instigate unrest in the the uh, the resource rich areas because it allows you to extract it without having to pay for all the bureaucratic bloat and administration that comes with governance. Now, that governance is also responsible for people's welfare and stuff like that. And so at the same time, you end up destroying the, the, the infrastructure of the country. And so that's why you generally don't want to do that. Because while you do, you know, you do circumvent, you know, all of the, the issues with, with foreign trade, you end up ruining the lives of the people in the government in, in the country because they need that very same structure to provide the governance for the rest of their lives. And America just hasn't given a fuck about that, no matter where they've gone. Whether it was South America all over that continent to, you know, the Middle East, to, you know, what they did in Afghanistan. And that was just one of the first prototypes for that region. You know? Every every region of the world has its it's prototypical uh, uh, geopolitical instigation. And Afghanistan was that for America. So with that context, we should understand that we should have never been there. So there was no other position for the Biden administration if they wanted to end up on the right side of this other than to leave. But, you know, you know like in hardcore porn, if you leave too fast you might prolapse the anus and you know this is a military prolapse you know this is what happens they were in a place they shouldn't have been they pulled out real fast and they ended up with a bloody rosebud and what are you gonna do you know what i mean and i guess we'll wrap up on that terrible metaphor um <laughs> appreciate everybody for joining us you can always find us on the social media you can find me on twitter at korea underscore t and you and at home heron and you can find me on instagram at heron's home podcast and you can find me on instagram at Rico and always remember guys time is only wasted if you choose to waste it so learn from your mistakes it's the only thing you ever truly will learn from thank you for joining us again guys have a great one peace take it easy